Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. CBeebies go home, CBeebies go home, CBeebies go home. You're such a clever podcast. You're such a clever podcast you are. Whoa, oh, 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 oh. Whoa, oh, 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 oh. Uh, hello and welcome to the CBeebies Go Home podcast. I am Cami Black. Uh, joining me as always, I have... Now, it's quite hard to know what to do with this one. I'm going to say the uh, the good dog to my waffle. Um is the best I could do on this one. Yeah. The waffle to my what's the name of the cat? Yes, potentially. Um Yeah. Is it George the cat? Mrs. Hobbs's cat. Yeah, the the cat which is plotting to kill her. Yeah. We'll come mm. on to that in a minute. Anyway, welcome to CBS Go Home. This week, as you might have guessed, we're doing Waffle the the what is it Waffle the Wonder Dog? Um yeah. if you want to get in touch with us, you can do it by email, cbbsgohome at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at cbbsgohome as well. If you want to uh, give us any suggestions for future episodes, we occasionally put up um, details of future podcasts we're doing as well, so you can get involved with that as well. Um, we always start with a regular bit on our podcast where we um, pitch ideas for new CBBS programs. Um, sometimes we, we kind of strain out of CBBS as well and doing other things as well, but uh, my one, James, for this week is um, it, it kind of picks up on something we discussed in the Octonauts podcast, and it's CBB's HR. So mm. you remember the um, it was popular, I think, about ten years ago for American TV series to have webisodes, which were like mini episodes in between every episode, and it would be internet only, and they wouldn't yes. have to be necessary to the plot. It would just be people pissing about. So this would be like internet only, and it's it's kind of like people from the CBB's house, but also characters having their uh, appraisals and regular supervision meetings, and also being mm. pulled up in it. So, like we discussed, an octonaut, it might be um, Captain Barnacles, kind of explaining to Quasi that yeah, the the, the eye patch might look cool, but it's actually you know it's not helping his depth perception, and which is essential for missions. And in some regards, it's quite offensive. Yes. It kind of is yeah. mocking those without eyes that they might come across in their day-to-day adventures. Um, 
I'm trying to think. So you might have. Um, Try to think. You you would certainly have have flops appraisal with with whoever the his overlords are, as to how well he's mm. looking after Bing and whether he's fattening him up enough for when the purge happens. Yeah, the great cloud being. Yep. Um. You could have uh, postman Pat and Ben. I think would be a very interesting passive aggressive meeting between the two of those. I think at some point, I mean, where it's heading to is at some point Ben has to like. Let him know that let Pat know that he can be made redundant. I know there's a difficult conversation coming. Although someone tonight, as we record this, uh, we've got a new listener um, on to the podcast who's just found us, who's Alex T, who got in touch, um, and it was something that somebody posted to us about Postman Pat. And Alex says that I'm pretty sure they can't fire him for some reason, so they just humour him with the occasional delivery, making him feel good by telling him that it's a special delivery. And I hadn't really considered. Mm before that he might be on some sort of government help to back to work scheme oh he's um just out of prison yes mm. and so they have to they kind of like they have to, they, they get tax breaks for having him there i mean i think that's a, i mean ultimately i think that's a good idea as long as he's not you know he's clearly all right to work with children so he's he's not been away for that kind of crime. So I, I think it's fine. I think that, that that's a better way of rehabilitating. I'm going to presume it was theft of some sort. Yeah, I think he's just been he, he's been nicking stuff from the mail. I would probably post fraud. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, we we could. I mean, the CBBC HR. You could then have appraisals with the C, people who uh, are in the CBBC house. Um. Well, I'm co- I'm coming on to that in a second. All oh, right, well we'll come on to that. CBB's house. Yeah, um, I'm sure. Hey, hey, Dougie, obviously would have to um, would get his annual Ofsted inspection. We could have that through CBB's HR. Obviously, everything would be, it'd be outstanding. Outstanding provision. I wonder if it would though. Ultimately, I mean, I'm not sure whether I... he's, got, he's got his procedures in place. Certainly, that there's a lack of risk uh, assessment at various points. Yeah, it seems to be all reward and no discipline, though. That's the issue, isn't it? Yeah. They do seem to be able to do very much what they like. I think it's uh, probably, it's, um, what What do they call is it Montessori, where it's all child-led? Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, Explains a lot, doesn't it, with A-Dougie, if he's running a Montessori nursery? It does, and I feel like you shouldn't spoil... Let's move on. Let's not talk about Dougie. We'll make a rule. We're not talking about Dougie and it's because we don't want to ruin its purity. Um, the, the last thing Dougie needs is Ofsted turning up one of the C's data. <laughs> yeah. Where where do you keep your files, Dougie? Oh, woof, woof. Yeah, exactly. You can't you can't you can you can you put them for progress in, and how that's been measured. Yeah, you can't line your bas- you can't line your basket with you know with reg- with old registers. You need to keep them on file for five years. Um, I do worry about Dougie during this period of lockdown. Yeah. The one person I don't worry about, which somebody pointed out, I think, on Twitter the other day, that Miss Rabbish, if she's been furloughed for, from all her jobs, will be on a pretty sweet deal. She must surely be kind of self-employed. I would she's imagine, only... yeah. She's probably, a con- you're right, she's probably a contractor. Mm. I would imagine, I mean, certainly having that many jobs on a, 
and doing your tax pay as you earn is going to be a logistical nightmare. My concern for Miss Rabbit would be, and I believe this, I believe this will have been an issue for some self-employed people. Is I suspect Miss Rabbit has been taking a lot of cash in hand, <laughs> not not necessarily declaring it all to the tax man. No. And now when it comes to trying to, you know, pick up eighty percent of what she should have got, she's getting some would argue are just desserts really. Yeah. Uh, even though I will pay a tradesman in cash if he asks. <laughs> yeah. Um so yeah, that's CBB's HR. Um what you said, Jos, was was kind of linked to that. Well, it was only linked that you mentioned the idea of the uh with the CBB's house hosts. So I've mentioned this in a previous podcast that I'm endlessly fascinated by uh, the CBBS on stage experiences. Yeah, where they get the, the, the presenters and uh, Justin's usually front and they're dicking about doing something. But I thought perhaps you could take some of the kind of more dark um, psychological dramas of uh, cinema over recent years and perhaps abridge them so they're of a kind of child-friendly running time and um, cast Ben in the lead in all of them. Right. So I'm thinking American Psycho, um, Fight Club. Um, oh, no, look, there's a good one. Can you imagine, like, a, a CBB's Fight Club? Let's just spend a moment with that. You could have Mr. Tumble as the meatloaf character, straight off. His name was Mr. Tumble? <laughs> no. So you'd have the meatloaf character would be Mr. Tumble. Yeah. Uh, so uh, is is Ben? So then Ben's going to play. Is Ben the Edward Norton character in this, or is he the Brad Pitt character? I mean, they're, they're the same person essentially. Spoilers if you haven't seen Fight Club, but <laughs> spoiled, <laughs> spoiled Fight Club. Spoilers um, if you haven't seen I a tell, movie that was released in nineteen ninety six. I tell you what, the logical conclusion of all of this is about who who Brad Pitt's Tyler Durden would be. Only bloody Dougie. Oh, yes. Oh, woof. Yeah. So I only say I only say Ben because ultimately, um, when I seen these little um, kind of bits in between during lockdown, he's clearly losing the plot. Yeah. What what were what I liked about that? What worried me about it was. That we we pro- we've probably watched too much of this ourselves being parents because I, I put the tweet out that said, "What? Let's imagine what's what's out of shot on lockdown." And I think I said Rebecca is clearly at her mother's, and their mum's just off shot constantly off in her tea. Mm. Ben sexing swing, right? Yeah. Then then Rebecca put out a tweet a few days later saying yeah my mum was constantly offering me cups of tea as I'm doing this so I'm pretty sure that Ben's definitely got a sex swing now I think look I'm, I'm not I don't really think it's I'm not one to, to kink shame and I think <laughs> it's fine that Ben is into whatever he's into but I, I'm just saying that it's it, it's not necessarily a mainstream pleasure. 
what I also liked was the fact that clearly the one like the the, the over as it, as the weeks went on, the, the the presenters that were doing it gathered more and more toys on the shelves. Obviously, the first week they did it, they had like a couple of things that they'd managed to grab before they left the office, and then yeah. had to get more stuff posted to them because to make it look like they actually had stuff that might belong to kids. Well, I presume. Um... What's his face? The uh, the dog went in, you know, like a, in a um, like in science fiction, you would send say a, a robot into a room with no oxygen or something like that to do a task. So can you get? You can a, get. I know you can get coronavirus from cats. Can you get it from dogs? Well, this is a misconception. That you kind of get it from cats, and there is a different coronavirus. There's a cat coronavirus, which is a different coronavirus. Is there? Yeah, 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 it's like a long-standing thing that kills cats. Yeah, so um, sorry to bring the tone of the uh, podcast. The, the kennel, to, the kennel club says. I'm, I'm just checking the because uh, I'm worried about Dodge now. Um, the kennel club's official advice is that there is no evidence that dogs' health is impacted by COVID. There's no evidence that dogs can catch and transmit COVID to humans, and it's a good idea to wash your hands after touching dogs and routinely practice good general hygiene. So there, so Dodge was fine. So that, that you were right; they were right to send Dodge in to get everything. Yeah. So Dodge is basically FedExing over, like, just general toys. Yeah, to make it look okay. Yeah. What did you? What What other films were you thinking they could make? Could they could remake on stage, like Jaws? I oh, know. I just think anything where it's. Um, I think I'd pretty watch actually. I think I quite enjoyed uh, Ben's Rear Window. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's, I think that's the thing that we 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 said we wouldn't we wouldn't kink shame James. Well, quite Ben in the birds. Yep. Um, yeah. There's a. Yeah. T- I, I I could see if I could see a remake of Forrest Gump with Mister Tumble. No, I don't encourage him. That seems exactly the kind of thing you would do. Yep. I I said caught. Mr. Tumble, just a, a fleeting minute of Tumble earlier today, in fact. And I was convinced that uh, he was very much as Tumble rather than as Justin. He looked like he'd either A, been dyeing his hair, or I thought more specifically, you know the kind of um, spray-on hair to kind of cover gaps? Like, 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 like hair in a can, you mean? Yeah, hair in a can. I felt like Tumble... Because it was just it was just a, a, a slightly incongruous colour, um, and when it cut back to Justin bits from Tumble bits, I felt like he'd either be dying it or he has been he's had plugs. Uh, he's, I think that I think you could say that because he's he's taken the there's two approaches you can take when you're losing your hair is one is shave it all off. Or you can do the tum- Mr. Tumble route, which is to grow, you grow out a ridiculous length. And so nobody notices. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, yeah. Or you hope that cool. nobody notices. Yeah. He's paid for plugs. I think we can say, I, I, it, it looks like he has. There are very, if and you I'm watch like... over, if you watch, because it's never sequential, there's no. Like, unfortunately, there's no linear narrative to Mr. Tumble as the seasons go on. I'd like there to be. Like, maybe like an ongoing storyline with Aunt Polly. Um, but there isn't. But you can see as it goes back and forward, his hairline changes visibly. 
Yeah, yeah. And there are I mean, ten, and, look, and I'm, when you, I'm not one to mock a bald man. Well, there's the thing with plugs is when you get them, you have to grow your hair out. So I think that's when he's maybe got his wilder hair. It's when he's had his plugs done and he's he's grown it out. Mm. So plugs rather than the full Wayne Rooney transplants. Yeah, because um, uh, I know that might be when it's. I only know because Stuart Hogg, the Scottish rugby player, got plugs, grew his hair out, then bleached it blonde, and all his hair fell out. So he had to pay lots of money to get it done again. You see, it probably would be quite tempting had you kind of had the the joyous renewal to go wild, you know, you uh, suddenly find yourself as, you know, Kurt Cobain, Sergio Negro with Pink Hair, you know? Um, so I, I think there's legs in that. I think that's probably the... I mean, they're going to run out of um, operas and ballets and pantomimes at some point. If we have a second wave and we go back into this, it's either that or basically Ben delivers increasingly sinister monologues until we reveal that actually, um, you know, Ben was his own mother all along. <laughs> ben was Rebecca. <laughs> they were all Ben. They yeah. make a lot of men feel very uncomfortable with themselves. <laughs> delete internet history <laughs> um, so this week we are looking at Waffle the Wonder Dog and I have to confess that Waffle's one of these things because it's it, it, it came on when my eldest was a bit older so unlike Topsy and Tim it's not something that she grew up with that I would sit mm. and watch with her it's, it's on at a time of day when I'm normally cooking tea so I hear the theme tune occasionally catch glimpses of what's going on and to be honest it seems like it's the same episode every time which we might come on to in a minute um yeah and then it's over it's like 10 minutes and then it's over and all i ever remember is the irritating neighbor and the theme song so this is the first time i've actually sat and watched like sat down and watched episodes all the way through they're not they're not intended for you to do that no i think that they're just intended to be on in the background yeah, it, it, yeah. It, it, there's a dog, and yeah, it, it's not. See, I can't decide if this talking dog, which we'll get onto the whys and wherefores of this dog being able to talk, and why that isn't more of a thing, just yep. like in society more generally. Um. I feel we've been let down by the fact that it's not been made to talk in the manner of poor old Mr. Ed forced to eat toffee. Yeah, I mean, the it's. I wondered whether or not. I mean, we know that all live action CBB shows are in the same universe. We've established that. This is probably Ooh. around the corner from Topsy and Tim. Bush. I wondered whether this was in the same universe as. Do you remember Woof? from the late 80s, early 90s in ITV. But do you remember Woof, yeah? Yeah. I, is this in the same area as Woof? Is Waffle actually a person trapped in a dog's body? He's coping with it remarkably well, all things considered. Yeah. You think you'd have more... You think if you were a person trapped in a dog's body, you'd have more kind of long dog nights of the soul like you were, I don't know, Ben. Yeah. Um... 
So, potentially, I mean... The other question, yeah. I suppose, did they, did they get Rufus Hound to do the voice because his surname's Hound? Yeah, yeah. It, it was that or Ian Dogs. <laughs> the famous voice actor, Ian Dogs. Ian Dogs. You can actually... Um, you can get Ian Dogs to appear for 10 minutes on a Zoom call for... Uh, £12.33. <laughs> Very yeah. remarkably good. Given all the good work that Ian Dogs does, that's a remarkably good value. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's not a greedy man. He's made his money. <laughs> yeah. He's paying it back. <laughs> he is. Well, you know, you know what they say. You're, uh, you're, you, you meet Ian Dogs twice, once on the way up. <laughs> um. The um, so yeah, it's about a talking dog. Now, the, the whole premise of this, or when it was sold, I think to not sold, but when it was kind of advertised on CBBS initially, the whole idea was it's it's a blended family, and they keep talking about this idea of the blended family on um yes on the promotion for it. And when Be careful I, now, don't go all Peppa Pig over there. Well, I'm going to go quite the opposite of this because they've. There's been a BBC focus group meeting, and you can see very clearly that a decision has been taken at some point with Waffle the dog. Because I think what they pitched was the coming together of a, uh, and forming of a mixed race family, which would have been, yes. to my mind, shouldn't be and wouldn't have been that bold thing to do. Mm-hmm. But somebody at the BBC went, No, we can't do that. We've got to have a white mum and a white dad, but it's okay. Yes. One of them can have a black kid, and that's how we'll get round it. Yeah, because well, there's no reason. There, there's no. There's no reason other than that it's been through some BBC like focus group who've decided just that people watching CBBS would lose their shit if there was a mixed race relationship. There's no reason for the for for, for the family to be as it is, and I think the original intention probably was to do that. But somebody somewhere has gone. No, that's too far. In two thousand and nineteen, I'd tell you if I was going to speculate uh, about the parents, if either of them appeared to be somebody who was dropped in at the last minute, it's definitely the dad. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yep. He he looks very much like nobody's first choice. Yeah, and I think, and that's where, and when you look at his IMDb, I mean, he's you know. I'll tell you how many characters he's played in Doctors in a Minish. But <laughs> actually, to be fair, he's only played one. He's but he's played a regular Doctor in Doctors. Okay. I mean, that's nobody's. I mean, apart from Christopher Timothy, who at the time he appeared in Doctors was was well past his All Creatures Great and Small prime. Yeah. No, nobody from from Doctors is. I don't think is considered a, a, a you know, the, the top of the power when it comes to actors. I mean, he's. His background is he plays he played Policeman Two in Birds of a Feather. Oh, he was no Policeman Three, though, was he? No. Um, where's his all filmography? He's a Leo, apparently. Um, where's the all filmography? Let's click on all filmography, and I'll tell you what he's been in. He's been an actor in seven things. This is how <laughs> he was a police officer in Where the Heart Is in one episode. Mm. Actually, I beg your pardon. He was in Doctors as two different characters. 
One called Danny Ogborn and one just called Darren. So he didn't get a surname in the second appearance. Yeah, not great. Something called Alien Uprising from 2012. Again, he was called Dean. <laughs> he has a just Dean. Has a taste. And he it wasn't even original Birds in a Feather. It was Revival 2015 Birds of a Feather. He was Policeman 2. No, that's... So, so I, mean, they, I mean, you wonder... You do wonder whether or not they cast a black actor in the role. And then some went, nope. The theme tune could have been so different. It could have been. But that's, it's just, yeah. I When I thought about, and again, we probably we shouldn't think, well, there's no point doing the podcast if we don't think about CBeebies too deeply. But when you start thinking about these things and overanalyzing, you... It, it, things become troublesome. It's like Topsy and Tim. They live in London, but everyone's white. Well, that's, top, a deliberate, that's a deliberate I, I, editorial I, I, decision to do that. Yeah. Well, as we've established, Topsy, in, in, in an earlier episode, our, our newer listeners, we've said Topsy and Tim are um, probably first up against the wall come the revolution. Yes. And uh, Rightly so. I, don't, I mean, I don't... <laughs> I don't think I, I like. I, I genuinely don't think like Amnesty will kick up a fuss. It'll be one of those ones. It'll be like, um, I mean, the the execution of Topsy and Tim will be a bit like when Ceausescu was killed. People will be like, well, I mean, it's not great, is it? But nothing that way. It's up. not that you know. If you if you if you look at it for not not about them, but what they stand for, then it's okay. Yeah, but basically, um, this was uh, the uh, that was in the um, Labour Party manifesto, the last election, was <laughs> Yeah. Um, so we've got this. You have a blended family of the dad, who's a teacher. I think it's not in the episodes that we're covering today, but it, but he he's a teacher, and he marries the mum, who's called Jess. So dad's called Simon, mum's called Jess. Uh, she's a veterinary nurse. Mm-hmm. I thought she was a nurse until we watched one of these episodes, and then I realized she was actually a veterinary nurse. And I only thought she was a nurse just because she's in a nurse's outfit sometimes on it. Not that kind of nurse's outfit, obviously. It's a children's <laughs> TV show. In a, you know, she's in Scrubs. Yes. <laughs> yes, the uh, popular American series. Yeah. And then there's Simon's son, Doug. And then there's Jess's daughter, Evie, and they all live together in this kind of like terraced house in what is presumably supposed to be London. Yeah, as always. Yeah. Nothing's, nothing in CBeebies is set outside of London. Mm. Not since Biker well, Grove. Mm. Yeah. It's, um, well, it, 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 it's, it's London or obscure Scotland. That's yes, it. that's true. They get choices. London or some sort of cult on a Scottish island or town somewhere. Slash under a bridge. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they live next to... So they, they, they get given a dog as a wedding present, I think is the pres- premise of this, and the dog can talk. Yeah. Which should have been their um, route to huge amounts of money. I know. And this... I mean, do we do we address this now? Do we... Because... He talk. Everyone knows he talks. Everyone can hear waffle. Although sometimes, yeah. 
it, again, it feels like the decision that people can hear Waffle was made after some of Waffle the dog has been a large proportion of this show was shot. Because sometimes he says things and nobody responds to what he says. Yes, well, that's the whole Stewie from Family Guy conundrum, isn't it? Yeah. About nobody responds directly to Stewie other than Brian. Yeah, but in this, occasionally they'll say, oh, yeah, Waffle can talk. And I'm, oh, well, we can talk. And those feel like, those scenes feel like afterthoughts. So I think they, they've shot it on the basis that Waffle just vocalises his feelings and he's just a dog kind of observing this blended family coming together. And then someone thought, mm. no, the dog should actually be, the people should be able to understand. So they've gone back and just shot bits of the family going, oh yeah, he can talk. There's plenty of other series though that will, that will potentially benefit from that. I mean, you think if they've gone back to perhaps uh, all of the dogs that have appeared in EastEnders. Yes. I mean, just give Wellard a voice. Yeah. Well, he would have hated being Gaffney. Um, <laughs> that would have taken a very dark, a very dark road. If he couldn't, if you just vocalised Wellard's thoughts, just to just had him quietly hating being with Dean Gaffney. You know who'd be ideal for Wellard's uh, thoughts? Mm. Only bloody Ben from CBS. Oh, there you go. There's a, there's, there's a new show for CBS is to revoice old EastEnders episodes. Or maybe an animated, you know, a spin-off, an animated spin-off, Wellard the Dog. You know the Dam Busters? Yes. And the problematically but historically accurately named dog. Yes. Now, there's some debate because I think they're going to remake the Dam Busters. It's certainly been in development for a while and they've been questioning about whether they keep the historically accurate um, name of the dog. Um Again, that is a very different film if that dog is given voice. <laughs> Complaining all the way through. Yeah, a dog's eye view of the... Uh, maybe, maybe it, I don't know, like maybe it's... Maybe if the dog voices its opinion, uh, its objection to, to being given that name, that's yeah. still problematic, isn't it? In fact, it, even more so I mean, in some ways. Yeah, I mean, we are essentially. Isn't it one of the later Look Who's Talking films? Yeah, Look Who's Talking now is the 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 pets talk. It's less satisfactory, isn't it? Mm. Ultimately, yeah. I mean, I, I think Look Who's Talking is one of the ones where you didn't, they, they couldn't hear them talk, which is the baby's thoughts, wasn't it? No, no, no. Yeah, it was. Was it a crudely moving? I don't think that is a film. I don't know, and I don't think that is a film that is going to stand up to rewatching. <laughs> no, I thought for you, the thing after watching Look Who's Talking, I thought that people got pregnant from kissing because that's what happens at the opening of Look Who's Talking. Kirsty Alley kisses her boss in the office, and then there's some sperm. And I thought <laughs> for years that that's how, how, how you got pregnant was that the sperm travelled through the mouth of the man in the mouth of the lady. Well, they can. They can, yeah. <laughs> there was an episode of Children's Ward where that happened. Yeah. I feel like I need to go back and at least rewatch the opening of that because 
there's a lot there's a yes there's a kind of alternative reality rule of six and this happens kind of version of that that's yeah the one there was definitely an episode of children's one i've never been able to find it again where uh i'll find whether this existed or i've imagined it in my head where a girl gives birth in a toilet in the hospital and then she says but i've never had sex and her mother said you were lying and then the doctors go no it can happen which suggests that off camera she's she's explained some sort of sex act that she's had that 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 hasn't involved the losing of virginity but has allowed it to become pregnant the doctor's gone yeah that's 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 possible it does feel like one of those things that um might be suggested in a Catholic school. Um, by Russell, way of Russell T. Davis. Woman. Russell T. Davis, I think, famously worked on Children's World. Maybe it was like a Doctor Who thing. I don't know. Possibly. Well, if you even if you even were to see a man's member <laughs> fire itself off, you better you better be careful. <laughs> I don't know how we go from Waffle the Dog to um, how you can get pregnant without having sex, but there you go. Um, if you have any answers to that, do please email the show. Or if you remember that episode of Children's World, please let me know because I haven't been able to find it that, that it exists and I may have dreamt it. Or if you uh, were uh, at the point you begin, uh, also do. Not you, Mary. Not you, Mary. Not again. Um. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. So that we looked at two episodes of Waffle. The first one is Cat Sitter. Is that the one worth yeah. looking at first? Yeah, I mean... Does I mean that's it? The earlier one chronologically. Well, this is the problem with it, right? Because if it's the earlier one chronologically, it actually, the, 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 I can never figure. Oh out no! The... I take that back. I take that back. It's not. It's it, it, that. That is the later one. Sorry, my notes are uh, all over the place. That is the later one. I really don't think that chronology is 
in any way. Kate, well, only the only reason I mention it is because the the relationship with Mrs. Hobbs, next the next door neighbour, fluctuates wildly, and I'm never sure if I'm just not watching them chronologically. And at some point, there was some big reconciliation where they they, they made up and got closer to Mrs. Hobbs. Or whether or not her relationship fluctuates with them from because in 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 Cat Sitter, they're around a house helping her roller skate. Yeah, and being really pally oh. with her. But yet in other episodes, she absolutely hates them and threatens to call the police on them every five minutes. Um, I'll be honest. I have seen a fair few episodes of Waffle, and I have not a clue, not the first clue. If anybody does, let, I let think us know. Alton... Oh, you dropped out there. Oh, did I? You go on. You said, I think, ultimately. No, I think ultimately it doesn't matter. I think she uh, will kind of play different roles, whatever kind of lazy conceit they need for the episode. I mean, the, the character of Mrs. Hobbs is an interesting one, isn't it? Because it's essentially um, a kind of high and okay figure. Um, to use as a kind of way of just bouncing waffles antics off. Yeah, it's an anti. They just they've given the program an antagonist. It didn't really. I mean, it's a show about a talking dog. I'm not mm. entirely sure that, that that a show about a talking dog needs a regular antagonist. When, like you said, it could no. be about a family making millions of pounds about why the dog talks when no other dogs appear to talk in this universe. I mean, you just you'd want it on telly. Yeah, Britain's Got Talent. Do you know that 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 that, that just off the top? That's off the top of my head. That's your first thing before you even get to Hollywood with a talking dog, or even just uh, medical research. Well, yeah, I mean, what? Yeah, how's a dog come to talk? You know, there's no. If this was a an eight a nineteen eighties film, there'd be like scientists and FBI agents in dark suits trying to take the dog in for for dissection and stuff. You'd at very least want to employ the dog as a spy. Yeah. Um. So in in Cat Sitter, Mrs. Hobbs is learning to roller skate and decides she can't leave her cat alone. So the family tried to persuade her to have Waffle, a dog, look after her cat. Yeah. As he would. I just... I don't... I know it's kids' TV, but that just makes no sense at all. Feels like the kind of thing that even a small child would question the incongruity of. Mm. I mean, they, they should be sworn enemies at this point. With the, the whole thing, every episode every episode starts... At some point, Waffle chases the cat. And then the next door neighbour, Mrs. Hobbs, loses her shit because the dog's chasing the cat. And then all of a sudden, in this episode... We're expected to believe that the dog and the cat are suddenly friends. Waffles, uh, professional. <laughs> yeah, he's going for a job. He's willing to put aside his cat, his differences with the cat. Yeah, he needs good-hearted cat. Well, it's the reveal at the end of this episode, isn't it, that he got offered two jobs in one day. Oh, Ooh. yeah, to be a listening dog. Yeah. Yeah. I... Um, there, there is a school fairly local to me uh, who, who have employed a listening dog. 
from a secondary school at that. Does, does he talk? Uh, that that I've yet to find out, but um, I'm aware of a local listening dog. How can how can you uh, how can you know if the dog's listening unless it gives you some sort of like non-verbal little mm, mm, now and again just to let you know he's he's listening. I think at worst the dog is ambivalent. Maybe unless it's like a doggy situation where you oh, oof. oof. Well, I suspect the dog turns up and expects to get treats. <laughs> True. Um, in this though, it turns out the big, I mean, the other big reveal on this is that, I mean, she, Mrs. Hobbs goes out and she advertises a job by shouting from a, 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 a megaphone into the street and people somehow mm. respond to that. Yep. Cause it's how it works like the old town cry. Yeah. I need someone to look after my cat. And then it turns out that she's not actually paying anything. Well, it's an internship, isn't it? It's for exposure. And for some reason, the granddad, which I think is Evie's granddad, turns up dressed as a mouse to help Waffle get the job. And it's never entirely explained why that is. Well, I thought it was kind of heavily implied that he was having a breakdown. <laughs> well, that's what I wasn't sure about, whether or not he just... Because I haven't watched... Like I said, I watch it walking past. I don't know if he turns up as a mouse every time he's in Waffle. No. I, I think... Um... <laughs> It would be, yeah. I, I could try to think of a, a, a kind of equivalent. If you were uh, a lion, t- if you're trying to get jobs as a lion tamer and you turn up for the interview dressed as a gazelle, <laughs> yeah. Or you were trying to get a job as a prison warden and you turned up dressed in like a, an outfit with little arrows on it. <laughs> Swag. Swag. mask. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it just yeah that made no sense, and I think also the Mrs. Hobbs character in general, she seems to be she needs seems to need some sort of level of care. Yeah, well, this because if you think about the the difference between this and the other episode we looked at, she is very much falling apart at this point, like roller skiing about, wearing the, the kind of granny shell suit. Um, yeah. I mean, I wasn't even sure. The fa- I think the family are kind of, the worrying thing as well is that there's, a, there's this suggestion the family are exploiting her as well because they, they just go into her house and the dad just starts eating stuff. They just start eating a bit of cake without asking, can I have a bit of cake? I'll be honest. I mean, one of the, the central conceits of the show is the idea that there is a hole in the wall between the two houses for, mm-hmm. by which Waffle can just crawl through and dick about I think if I had a hole in the wall to next door and they their talking dog could just turn up willy nilly and piss about I too would have lost the plot yeah I think that the the the, the, the second episode we watched the, 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 the dad's doing some sort of attempt to repair it, it it's not a hard job and I'm not a great at DIY but with some no nails and a bit of board that you can buy from this pick up from the scrap box of B&Q would sort that hole out and mm. the dog, you know, the dog wouldn't be able to get through it Well I think what's heavily implied though is that they really don't want to close it up because they're quite happy like really messing with this all uh, Yeah but and probably going they're definitely going through her stuff mm. 
Look, I mean, there's, she possibly has notable jewellery or cash in a suitcase under the bed, mm-hmm. which they're slowly siphoning out. You don't want to make it like clear that the talking dog is robbing it. Yeah. I mean, but just every once in a while. And it's a bit like, um, I mean, on a teacher and a veterinary nurse's salary, it's quite a nice house they live in. So you've got to imagine the mortgage on that in London's fairly high. It's a bit like, remember my the, the BBC sitcom, My Family? They had a really nice house in London, yeah. four stories, and he was on a teacher's wage. That was most inconceivable yeah. about that whole, whole show. Yeah, I think on a... Yeah, you're going to have to be literally hundreds of miles away from London for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they practice interviews for the job which basically involves taking the piss out of Mrs. Hobbs. Mm. Then in the end, she has to give it to Waffle because nobody else, she's not paying, so nobody else wants it. Yeah. And she goes, well, pay peanuts, you get a talking dog. Um, The second episode was Waffle and the Good Dog. Yeah. Which is, I thought, perfectly captured the the, the full horrors of of, uh, hosting the play date. Well, it is unclear that to the the middle class horrors that uh, turn up, and if there'd been any justice, would have been mauled to death by Waffle. Um, they could be perhaps more representative of the area in which they live. Yeah, if you've got a kind of huge house in London, they seem more of the people who would be able to have it. Again, who turns, who turns up to a play date in a jacket and a dress? Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. they, they were dressed like they're going on a night out. Unless, unless the swingers. Maybe, maybe that's code. That might be swingers yeah. code. If you turn up to a play date in a jacket, it's a that and 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 a dress. It's like, well, where game of you are, mm. and they've misread the signals. I saw. Just to help half back to an earlier episode, I saw an episode of Bing the other day whereby uh, Pando fell asleep in Bing's bed. Yes. And uh, Flop was only too keen for uh, Bing to just simply go to sleep in that bed. And it is unclear what pageant at that point is doing but Flop is very very keen you just you both sleep in there me and Padgett will just we'll be downstairs we'll go to the, yeah we'll go to another room I'll open a bottle of wine <laughs> don't come downstairs yeah. and don't come downstairs Bing once you're in bed yeah you you, you know what they say Flop by him Flop not by nature well it's like that's twice he's done that He's got form. Once is this that, that episode, oh, yeah. and then there's the other one where Bing has a sleepover at, at Zula's. He gets scared. Flop pitches up to rescue him. He's got a sleeping bag. He only got his own sleeping bag in the bush. It says, "Oh yeah, I'm all I'm all prepared." He well, might as well have turned up with a packet me. of condoms in his pocket <laughs> and a bottle of wine. In fact, condoms in one hand, bottle of wine in the other, and said to Amma, "Let's make a night of it." Yeah. What's that you brought to drink? That's not a drink, that's lube. Um, 
I, I mean, at this stage, uh, if you haven't seen um, Mark Rylance's more erotic scenes in cinema, <laughs> then perhaps transpose that onto flop. Yeah. We've all seen uh, small Rylance at this stage. There, there was, but unfortunately got taken down due to a, a rights issue. There, Somebody had at some point um, overdubbed Mark Rylance in, um, I think, the Tudors or one of those shows that he'd been in over the top of footage of Bing. <laughs> so it was just Mark Rylance shouting out medieval like um, insults towards Bing and Armour and Padgish. But then it got taken down because uh, the makers of Bing were, were deeply upset by that. <sighs> Which seems a shame. It seems a missed opportunity. It does, it does. Um, so the, this this play date, uh, was the, basically the, this family have bring their good dog over to... Um, show Waffle how to be a good dog but quite the opposite happens and Waffle shows him how to be a dick and I don't nobody comes out of this particularly well because the other family turn up and they're, they're kind of real dicks but then Waffle's family spend the entire episode also being kind of unwelcoming and just I mean the dad disappears upstairs to play with the kids which seems yeah. weird I think if I took my kids to a play date and then the dad of the family said, I'm going to go up on my own and play with the kids. I'd be a bit like, are you? I don't really know you well enough for that to happen. I think I'll come with you. Yes, that's, I'm going to go and jump around on the bed with your children. Yeah. Actually, I'd rather you didn't do that. Yeah. But I've written themes to you. <laughs> I don't, I I've mean... Written the, the theme to you. I've written the theme tune originally I was black. Yep. The thing is, the, the kids don't really serve any purpose in this other than that they need to have... They obviously, it's a kids' TV show, but there's nothing that sets the kids apart. It's not like Topsy and Tim, where Topsy's the brave one and Tim's the wet little shit. Yeah. Just, they're there to say words and they serve no other purpose. The mum and the dad, I mean, the dad runs around gurning the entire time. Mm. And, and the mum's kind of there as the voice of reason. But the kids are just yeah. well. We need some kids in this because for kids TV. But they they literally might. The, the, you give the lines of dialogue to the parents, and it would be the show would be completely the same. Yeah, it's not really clear. There doesn't appear to be either any jeopardy or any moral to any of it. Yeah, because at the end of this episode, Waffles taught the other dog to be bad. They've taught the other people's kids to be complete shits and not to respect any rules. And then the other family, quite rightly, I think, are fairly horrified at the way they've been treated whilst being hosted in this family's home. And then the mum just basically gets in their faces and said, we like being a bad family and we love that Waffles are a naughty dog. Yeah. And you've invited these people I mean, in your home to teach them to be a good dog. Yeah. Again, if you think back to perhaps what they had in mind in terms of the original casting, that then takes on a very different yes. message. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's all. It, it could have been. I feel like Waffle as a series would have been redeemed if the dog hadn't also been a fairly tepid arsehole. Yeah. 
I think I think that's it. I mean, it's not even. I don't even fully buy Rufus Hound's dog voice. Ironically enough, yeah, they've literally gone. You think? Yeah, you think of anyone, he would have from an early age really practiced being a dog. Yeah, it's like do you remember with 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 the Paddington movie that um, it was Colin Colin. No, it was yeah, Colin Firth was going to do the voice of Paddington. But he dropped out because he realised that his voice didn't fit Paddington. I feel like Rufus Howard should have done the same thing here. God, my, my voice doesn't fit that dog. And got yeah. Ben Wishoin. Yeah, I mean, plenty of uh, quality dogs out there. Um, good old, yeah, good old Ian Dogs. Yeah. <laughs> Ian Dogs, yeah. yeah. He would have been right Ian up for dogs. the job. Or Ben. Again, yeah, Ben. I mean, I, I think that Ben could be the new Justin Fletcher and that he could be in everything. We don't need any Justin Fletcher. <laughs> yep, I think that's very. Having... You know, if just you know, if Justin committed some kind of crime, which meant he was no longer acceptable to be on CBBS, that's a big old hole in the schedule, isn't it? It like is really scrabbling around for stuff at that point. Yes, there's a lot of archive. I mean, you can, I, th- you. You can't show any of the CBB stage shows. Mm. You can't probably show most of the early... I mean, Giggle Biz is gone. Giggle Quiz is gone. Yep. Something Special is gone. Justin's House is gone. Sean, mm. T- Timmy Time and Sean the Sheep, gone. Because he does yeah, voices yeah. for all the sheep. And maybe that's, what, maybe that's why he gets to make Giggle Quiz. And shows like that because they know, do you know, if it's if he kind of maybe he's got the rights to all those shows. I'm not saying that it would be a good idea to perhaps frame Justin Fletcher for a crime he didn't commit. Like, <laughs> but I've now got an image of Mr. Tumble in a van <laughs> refusing to get on an aeroplane. And fight club oh, style, and flight club style, arguing with Justin Fletcher. In fact, that's how you'd have to do fight club. Of course, you'd have to be Justin and Mister Tumble. Would have to be Tyler Durden and the Edward Norton character. You see, my image now of Justin Fletcher's A team is he is, of course, all of the characters. <laughs> yeah. and, and the reason why Justin Fletcher can now no longer be on TV is his Mister T was not all right. <laughs> Yeah. So if anybody has those tapes, it's to Justin's credit the 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 the, the, the worst he got was um, ripping off a Harry Enfield character and making it Geordie, and that he didn't do blackface when Ant Deck did, because the potential was there with giggle with giggle biz. I'm gonna say that I think it's too early to say. Yeah, okay. There's a there's a lag between us recording these episodes and them going out sometimes and maybe a fortnight is a long time in exposing uh the crimes of Justin Fletcher. Justin Fletcher having to go pub make a public statement about um how he will not portray Geordie characters in future. 
I can't think of any notably um, no. Oh no, I have. I was trying to think of notable um, non-white Geordies. You come to mind, and the first one that came to mind was the uh, lead singer of the Lighthouse Family. So, uh, do you, I mean, perhaps... I mean, you could say that Aunt Polly's problematic. But it's a traditional pantomime dame, but then how long is a traditional pantomime dame going to be acceptable? Oh, I think you've got a while left in the traditional pantomime dame. I mean, it's not like the Dutch having to uh, backtrack on Black Peter, is it? No, that's true. Um, so. Who knows? It's rapidly changing. Who knows? Yeah. I've got, you, I've got you some true or false questions about, I've got three true or false questions on um, Waffle the Wonder Dog. Yep. True or false, Mrs. Hobbs does her own stunts. True. False, she's got a stunt double listed on IMDb. Really? Yeah, it says body double, but I'm assuming it's stunts. Well, I don't think there's any gratuitous nudity. Um, <laughs> I don't think it was her roller skating. You see, in my head, her... Her stunt double is a like six foot eight, heavily built muscular man. We're like in their uh, space balls where they jump through the airlock and they catch their stunt yes. doubles. Uh, it's it's someone called Fran Wright. She was only the body double for one episode in 2018, um, which suggests that Mrs. Hobbs does her own stunts the other t- the rest of the time. Yeah, um, it's just too high pressure a gig, isn't it? Here's your second true or false. The actor who plays Gramps played Nigel Farage in Brexit, the TV movie starring Benedict Cumberbatch as Dominic Cummings. I'm going to say true because that seems too, too, too specific. specific. Yeah, I was trying. Oh, yeah, that is true. I was trying to make it non-specific, but yeah, he played Gramps and that played Nigel Farage. And now nobody is going to be able to watch Waffle the Wonder Dog without seeing Nigel Farage every time Gramps is on the screen. Um, the actress question three the actress who played Poppy in the episode that we've just talked about Waffle and the Good Dog played the young version of Sherlock Holmes's sister in Sherlock again I'm going to say true true yeah it's true I should have just said they were facts it's getting hard to disguise yeah it was quite hard to disguise them as true or false but yeah IMDB is a wealth of uh, mostly people have been in Doctor's I once saw oh, on stage at the Theatre of Hurley Castle, uh, not quite Doctors, but I did see a version of uh, Hamlet, where Hamlet was played by a former casualty actor whose name currently escapes me. And I, I, I feel like that that's not necessarily a great omen. You know, if you're going to play the Dane, which is famous for being in casualty. Yeah, I think you know the standard of production when it says, as seen in Waffle the Wonder Dog. Mm, yeah. Well, give it time. I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure. I, I, I could see the dad as, as Macbeth. <laughs> and the mum is Lady Macbeth. There is it there. There's a show in there. 
again, one of those spin offs. Waffler's Banco. It can't kill the dog. <laughs> it comes back as a ghost and haunts him. Or maybe it doesn't. Maybe maybe Banco comes back as a talking dog. Well, it is, it is one of the big questions in uh, in Act 3 of Macbeth about whether that ghost is indeed they. Um, never mind whether it's a talking dog or not. Well, I imagine there's a, there's a take on uh, Shakespeare. I bet no one's ever had Banco played by a talking dog before. Or by the cast of Waffle the Wonder Dog. No. That's the kind of thing. See, they, they've definitely done Shakespeare. Or they did Midsummer Night's Dream. Yes, they've done a couple of other things. Uh, because Robert the Robot played some... Robert the Robot played William Shakespeare. Oh yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, always on a Saturday. They're always on a Saturday. Those uh, productions, as if to say, go on, go out somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing good on. We're going to stick this on There's for nothing... a bit. The yeah. continuity on, announcer needs the continuity announcer needs to go and have his lunch. So we're going to stick on something long on over a weekend so that he doesn't have to worry about the tape running out. Yeah, pretty much. Go on, get yourself out. Go to the shops at the very least. Go and go and play somewhere else in the house, kids. Go and bother your parents. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm. Is there anything to say about Waffle? Anything else you want to say about Waffle the Wonder Dog? Um, it's a missed opportunity. Yeah. Um, the I, th- I feel like the dog could be here, teach us instead just anarchy. Yep. Um, it definitely could. There's a different show in it, but like the, no, the same thing happens every week. The dog gets into some bother, and at the end, no, it's a bit like Seinfeld. Nobody learns, nobody grows, and waffle the wonder dog. Only the ego of Waffle. Yep. I mean, at some point, he's going to take the postman's face off and everyone's just going to go, oh, Waffle. Could you really put down a talking dog? Well, that, that they dealt with that, didn't they deal with that in... Um, they deal with that in um, Family Guy, where they do a whole kind of thing on uh, civil rights... Which now thinking about it is hugely problematic. <laughs> Do a whole thing Very much right. a family guy. It is family guy, to be fair, but yeah, but yeah, I don't know. I don't, you you mm. then you then whether or not the dog is right if it talks. Can it yeah. defend itself? Could you put it? Could you put Waffle in the dock? What would Waffle swear on if he was witness to a crime? Are you even compelled to swear on a religion? I think you can swear on a text of your choice. Mm. Is there a dog Bible? I'm going to check. I feel like uh, I feel like we've wandered down a, a, a particular cold uh, zone. I just need to check whether there's a dog Bible before we end this episode. Since where where are dogs mentioned in the Bible? Um, so. Biblicalarchaeology.org has bad dogs in the Bible. <laughs> Naughty dogs. <laughs> Naughty dogs. Um, does the Bible mention dogs? Top Bible verses about dogs. 
the meaning of dog, greyhound, the biblical dog. No, that you, you don't appear to be able to buy uh, Bibles for dogs. Which feels like a missed opportunity. There's a gap in the market there, I think. Well, we'll leave the audience. To, to check dog bible the original dog bible by i think that's or i think that's just a, the bible of how to look after dogs so uh dog bibles if anyone there's a gap in the market there's something called the original dog bible but it's not a bible for dogs it's just about how to look after dogs so if if you know get writing i'm sure there's a market somewhere probably in america um and on that note but um that's waffle the wonder dog we'll be back with some more episodes uh at some point in the next couple of weeks but for the moment it's goodbye from me and goodbye from james good night Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.